Blog Talk Radio. Passion with me, Anika S. on Everyday Folks Radio. It's 3 p.m. on October 28, 2017, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to what I always hope will be an hour of inspiration and encouragement for all of us as we continue on our journeys into our passions. I hope you'll hear something today that will challenge the way you think normally and do things normally and take your journey to the next level. Now, don't forget to tune in to BJ Speaks on most Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Everyday Folks Radio. And, of course, make sure you're keeping up with the ladies of K-pop every other Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can always see everything Everyday Folks and get your copy of Billy's book and upcoming work at www.billypauljones.com or Check out what's going on with the Everyday Folks family at blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio. And, of course, you can keep up with everything going on with myself and the show at www.facebook.com slash journeyinthepassion with Anike S. Or my blog, anikemadison.com. Now, make sure that you also check out blacktonguclothing.com to read the latest and the latest that we have going on on the Black Tongue Chronicles. Now, the last article is called Cruelty, and it's about the cruel decisions being made when it comes to health care. Make sure that if you can, and, and help other people know as well, to enroll in the Affordable Care Act beginning November the 1st. And it's healthcare.gov. And if you haven't registered, make sure you get yourself registered and make sure they have your information as far as your address and everything. Because this is one of the ways that they're trying to, to get health care to be taken away from people. They're trying to get low enrollment. So if they see low enrollment, then they'll just think that it's another way to take health care away from people that need it the most. And they're also going after tax laws that's going to negatively affect Medicare and Medicaid. So contact your senators and voice your opinions. The creator of, and owner of Black Sun Clothing, Capri Johnson, and I have made a shift and Black Chung Chronicles posts, and would love to hear your feedback. And also, don't forget, get yourself a shirt as well. She has some great new shirts on her line, so check them out, www.blacktonguclothing.com. Today, we are talking about having a healthy holiday season. As you know, the holidays are just around the corner, and many of us are in the middle of learning how to live a healthy lifestyle while transforming our body. Today's guest, certified fitness specialist, Cheryl Mullen has over 22 years of experience in the fitness industry. She's going to help us have some, learn some healthy alternatives to holiday dishes and what you need to, to know about exercise, especially if you're on the road, you're traveling, you don't have enough time. She's going to give us some, some tips and some pointers and help keep the momentum going. That's one of the things that's difficult during the holidays is to keep that momentum going, and Cheryl's going to help us do that. And you can find out all things about her and her mission to help us all get, gain healthy, healthier lives by going to www.toneyouup.com. And if you have any questions for Cheryl or myself, please call 
539-5372. And make sure you press the number one on your keypad so that lets me know that you are ready to ask your question or make your comments. And as we go through the, the show, I'm going to break down her bio as, as I ask the question. We have a lot to talk about, and I want to get her on as soon as possible. Ms. Cheryl, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today and helping us get get this uh, healthy healthy habits going up through the holidays. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. So in your bio, you say that you have you found your love for sports and fitness at a young age, and you participated in several organized sports for the first 20 years of your life developed a great understanding for the importance of staying active and competitive. And the traits obtained from being an athlete then transferred to uh, certifications in fitness and group aerobics instruction. So tell us about your younger self and how this all came about for you getting involved in sports and fitness. Well, um, I basically was, I was born in Panama, um, Central America, and I was, I'm a 70s child, so we weren't used to all the technology that the kids have today. So I did play a lot outside. Um, I ran outside barefoot, so I would race the boys and the girls, and we would climb trees, and we would makeshift toys and play stickball. And that's basically how I grew up. So fitness was always in my life. Also, my grandmother, um, being from Panama herself, we grew a lot of our own um, vegetables. So she grew our spinach, our mint, and that's how we typically ate. And we went to the local markets, which sold chickens and you could buy fresh herbs. So it's very different from the Western way of living here in the United States where most of the food is processed. The kids don't go out to play as much. So I was very active as a child, and that stayed with me, thank God. Okay. So from there, Absolutely. I, um, yeah. <laughs> so from, so from there, there, I basically grew with that passion for fitness and exercise and being outside and the fresh air and, you know, just doing things instead of being cooped up inside on a computer or on a device. So that, that mm-hmm. thankfully, um, was the experience I had in my childhood. Okay. And when did you first receive your certification? I received my first certification back when I was 18 years old, attending FIU. Um, I needed a part-time job at the time, like most college students do. And um, I was working out with the track team, uh, got on as a walk-on, later on got injured. But I took a job at Living Well Lady as one of their – aerobics instructors, and then they said to me, you know, maybe you should start weighing in the women. They're starting to listen to you. So I went ahead and I got an ACE certification, and I started training the women in the gym, weighing them, you know, teaching the classes as well, and doing the personal training. And that went on for a little bit, like, until I said, like, my injury, and then, of course, school and everything else, I didn't stay training at that time. So I took, like, other odd jobs and things like that because the training did dedicate a lot of my time. But I maintained, you know, taking dance classes and exercising on my own. And I was also a cheerleader 
and just staying active while I was in school. So that's pretty much how I got my first certification is when I was attending um, college and needed to earn some extra cash, so took a job at Living Well Ladies. Okay. That, kind of, that must have been kind of a little interesting, being 18. Did you ever run into some women say, what's this little 18-year-old girl going to tell me? <laughs> you ever run into that? I'm sorry. I completely did not hear it. Oh, okay. up a little no, I, just, I was wondering, that at, at such a young age, did you ever run into women saying, what's this little 18-year-old girl going to tell me? Did you ever run into that? Um, with women, no. With men, yes. And luckily, oh, okay. I didn't have to work men, but I did compete in sports against men, and they felt, oh, she's a woman. What does she know? What can she possibly do? And that just fueled me even more. But with the women that I was working with, they were pretty interested in what I had to say. They liked the way I look. So women were like, you know, she's fit. I'm going to listen to her. She obviously knows what she's doing to keep her body like that. And a lot of times, women look at that and say, oh, well, she's fit, then, you know, she's skinny. Let me just take her advice, and that's not normally the case. Luckily, I was certified, mm-hmm. and I could give them good advice. So that, right. that's right. basically, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, as we mentioned earlier, not only um, you're a group aerobics instructor, and you also have boot camps. And you're currently working at the Miccosukee Tribe of Indians, which I thought was really interesting. So how did you get involved in working on that reservation? Um, actually, I saw I, – I recently had a baby. He's currently nine months old. And I've wow. been running the business. It was, a, it was a rough pregnancy. So, you know, it did put my body under a lot of strain. And I'm older, so it's high-risk pregnancy. And – I went back to running boot camp, and I have to be honest, the first day out there, my clients can tell you, I threw up. I threw up at the end of the class, which is something I've never done. And I was really like, how much more of this can I really do um, every day? And Mm -hmm. who am I really reaching, and am I really reaching them the way I want to be now at the age of 40? So I Mm -hmm. saw a job post. Um, from Mikasuki that they needed a fitness specialist, so I applied. And luckily I went to the interview and they hired me, and it's a great place and it's exactly the place I want to be and I feel that I need to be. So, um, and it, it, it lines up with what I should be doing right now in my life. Hmm. Okay. And so what kind of things do you do? Uh, sorry, do you teach um, aerobics? What, what kind of uh, jobs do you do there? As I do teach aerobics, I do exercise, and I do work amongst a great group of um, medical staff. So it's 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 an excellent opportunity. I'm totally blessed to be there, and um, that that is why um, I've taken that journey. So um, I can't go into detail of my job duties for reasons, but oh. Um, oh, okay, okay, right. But I okay. do do absolutely love the job and it is meaningful and purpose purposeful and I feel that it's more appreciated than when sometimes dealing with the general public that sees fitness as um oh it's just a way for me to look. I just want to look good. And that's not what it's mm-hmm. really about. It's really mm-hmm. about, you know, feeling good and being healthy and preventing disease and and just changing habits and the way we eat and just everything culturally, 
emotionally, just in every way, physically, any way you can imagine, it has an impact on your life. Not just right. the aesthetic right. look of exercising. Right. Right. And so when you were at Florida International University, um, you studied uh, psychology, and so did that help you as far as, you know, helping to get people to get have their, their, their mental state, you know, when they're, when they're trying to exercise and try, turn it into how you can help yourself mentally? Did this, was, that, was that helpful when you were um, studying psychology? Yes, definitely it was. Um, it does also help me with the clients because I've realized that people don't become overweight overnight. Um, something right. triggers it. Um, it could be medical issues. It could be def- a lot of the times it's emotional issues um, that they're dealing with. It could have been trauma that they had that led to the the, the lack of them caring for themselves or um, just not taking care at, at all of anything having to do physically because they're so engulfed with just dealing with the trauma or dealing with everyday life that they actually don't carve out time for their own health. So, right. yes, that has definitely helped me with speaking to people, understanding how they feel, and understanding where they're coming from in order to be able to prescribe a good workout program and, you know, help them. It's, it's, it's a lot of times it just seems that you're not only their fitness instructor, but you're also, you also kind of play psychologist as well when you're working with them. Yes. Yes, and you become a friend and in most cases a confidant. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great thing to be able to do. And I have touched I, thousands of lives up over the years that I've done this. And to this day, you know, I see people and they hug me and we, we have that bond because we understand, you know, where you came from, where you're going, where you are. And I may not have seen you in years, but I still know you. You're still a friend. I was still in your home. I still worked out with you. I still know your kids. So it, it, it's a very rewarding career. It really is. It's, it's, you get to exercise with people. You get to talk to them. You get to be part of their lives. We go out together. You get to eat with them. So you bond in a way that I don't really think any other profession gets to do that. Right, right. And you and you work with people from all from somebody who literally is coming up off the couch to somebody who might have worked out a little bit. You you work with people at all different levels, right? All different levels. I say no to no one. Yeah. I find a way. Yeah. If I can't help them, I refer them to someone that can. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of times people, for instance, want me to write them diet plans and prescribe stuff, and that's not what I do. I'm not a registered dietitian, so I can always refer them out to someone that can do that. Um, so it's always to, the best. The, for me, the best interest would be to make sure that they get the correct form of help that they need. So a lot of times, you know, right. I may have tried, like, these pyramid schemes that people do, like selling Herbalife and shakes and stuff. I do my research on those things, and if I don't feel that it's good for a client, I won't recommend it. And I also mm-hmm. always educate them so that they know that this is something they have to do for the rest of their lives, you know. 
you need to read about this. I'm not going to be with you forever, you know. So you have to take care of yourself. You have to know how to exercise for yourself. You know, you have to know how to prepare your own meals and, and, and get up and get the motivation that you need for yourself because I'm not going to be there at, by your night table waking you up. Okay, come on, let's, let's get up in the morning. It's time to do push-ups and get going and take your vitamins and, you know, make sure you, you exercise and eat the right food. So that's stuff you have to do yourself. I'm just there to give you the education and the initial push to get it going. Right, right, absolutely. Now, going back to your bio, you write that you have dedicated much of your time working at uh, gyms, recreation, recreational facilities, which led you to own and operate your own fitness company for women. So talk to us more about Tone You Up. Well, Tone You Up really started when I, just, I, I turned 30, and I had to ask myself, like most 30-year-old women do, you know, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> So I did that, and at the time I was sitting at a desk job, and I wasn't really happy at all. I was drinking, like, so much Coca-Cola a day. The vending machine was my best friend, and I started Mm. gaining weight. So I went to the gym, and I started working out. And actually, Capri (laughs) worked with me at the same job. And um, okay. I said, you know, yeah, she 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 used to bake cakes and delicious muffins. Yeah. So I said to her, you know, everybody just eats crap around here, and we're just getting fatter by the minute. I said, what if we could just offer some kind of healthier option and get this done? I said, your muffins are delicious. She makes wonderful banana bread muffins. She makes excellent, you know, pumpkin muffins. So I was like, let's do that, and let's do it in a healthy way, and I'll include some wraps and fruit salad. And that's basically how Tone You Up started. And I got people, yeah, yeah. And we would go out, and we would sell our boxes and leave our cards there, and people enjoyed it, and they started asking me for personal training sessions, and I started going to homes and exercising. And then we kind of just left behind the whole breakfast box because we were like, you know, we can't do this on a large scale. We need a commercial kitchen and, you know, certain rules and stuff come into place and laws. So we stopped doing that after a few months, and I started training people and exercising in my home and bringing them into classes in my own home and seeing that they really needed it. it every time I went to the gym, the women were in there, but nobody seemed to know what they were really doing. They were join, joining the aerobic classes. Nobody was really lifting weights at the time. Um, they felt mm-hmm. like they would get big and something that mended. So I started doing aerobic classes in my house and incorporating weights. And the class went from maybe five women attending and 14, and then it started getting to the 20s. And I was like, this is just too many people in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so I had, we, I started um, looking at local parks, and that's how boot camp started, and Tony Up went on from there, from personal training and small groups, then to boot camp, the larger groups, and that's how we built. Wow. Okay. Now, as you mentioned before, you're, you're a wife and mother of four. 
reached nine months. Oh, wow, that's, <laughs> that's something. And so, and you write that you've encouraged your children to be physically active, and your oldest daughter has taken interest. And so what kind of interest has she taken in, in the family business? Well, my kids have always been involved with the business because I started my business 11 years ago. My mm-hmm. oldest is 16, so I used to take her out with me to the classes. What else could I do, you know? Right. Pick them up from school, right. and I would, I would actually instruct boot camp classes at their school, and I would have them there outside playing and exercising with us as I taught the class. So it was an everyday normal thing to them that we're, this is time to work out right after school. And um, mm-hmm. Kayla, Kayla really enjoys playing basketball. She enjoys running. So I took that and, you know, went with it. Chloe enjoys, you know, dancing. And Maya, my seven-year-old, enjoys dancing as well. So they're more involved in that form of the art, which I also was, so I definitely encourage it. And then the baby now, <laughs> let's see where he goes, but he's already, you know, trying to walk since he was seven months. He doesn't really want to fall. <laughs> so hopefully he takes an interest into fitness as well. But um, that's basically why I think that they're so into fitness is that they've always seen it. It's always been around them. And Sheila now is really enjoying being in the weight room because that's where she spends a lot of her time with me. And it's probably the only time that we really have time alone with our busy schedules with her in school and work and running a business. So she's helping out doing that, and it's her first job. She's 16, and she's doing pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. All right. If you can imagine, we are 37 minutes into the show already. And wow. if any of you, I know, if any of you have questions, 347-539-5372. And I'm also monitoring my emails at nekpassionjourney at gmail.com. Now, we're at the end of our transformation series on the show, and many people are in the middle of learning how to live a healthy lifestyle and transform their bodies. But, of course, the holidays are a tough time to keep that motivation going. And so um, one of the biggest problems, of course, is healthy eating. And so as far as, because you talk, of course, you know, you talk about meal, meal preps as well. And so what kind of advice can you give people who are, they, they don't want to lose their momentum, but those those uh, those cakes and pies and mashed potatoes are calling their names. So do you have any kind of tips to help us with that? Definitely. There's no such thing as a bad food, and I learned this from my boss. There's just bad portions. So mm-hmm. you can still have the foods you love. You can swap out some of the unhealthier things for healthier options, but be sure to really measure out your portions. I think we get carried away and we just dump stuff in there and we're not measuring the amount of rice we're putting into the pot, not realizing that it also has sugars, it's carbohydrates, which we need, but you're not really accounting for, am I overeating by pouring in all this stuff? What am I going to do with all these extra calories? And... Mm. That's a big problem. People overeat, and we eat too fast. 
That's another thing. And we select Mm -hmm. a lot of processed sugary foods with high sodium. So this leads to other health issues. It just becomes, it comes down to selecting more foods that are organic. And I'm not saying, oh, go out and buy the most expensive sweet potato. Sweet potato is something so easy. You can grow in a, in a potato sack in your backyard, leave it, walk away, come back, and you'll have 20 potatoes in no time. Mm-hmm. So it just, people just have to do their due diligence, their research, and swap out stuff. Instead of canned cranberries that are loaded with sugar and and sodium, get fresh cranberries and boil them down mm-hmm. yourself with a little bit of lemon and a little bit of sugar, and you save yourself so much calorie and salt intake, and it makes a difference, a big difference. A little bit makes a big difference. Also, instead mm-hmm. of um, using white bread to make your stuffing and things like that, maybe select a, select a, a wheat bread that's lower in calories, lower in sugar. Mm-hmm. So those are some things that people can do. Um, do healthy mm-hmm. swaps. Do natural swaps instead of can. Get the fresh version instead of getting um, spices that come in cans. Use natural spices and herbs, sage, thyme, oregano, mm-hmm. things like that that you can easily grow um, and have access to. So that's what I would recommend people do. And measure out your food. That's yeah. definite. And read the labels. Read the labels yeah. and read and, and measure out the food. Right. Okay. Now, what if you're traveling and you're, and you're going to actually stay at someone else's home? Of course, you know, you're, now you're going to be, you have to eat what they prepare. And, and so do you have any suggestions? I guess it would be more portion control if you're at somebody else's home and, you know, the table's filled with all kinds of fattening food. Definitely, you want to do portion control. And I know it can be tempting because the holidays, we drink alcohol, which is a, a, a terrible thing while you're trying to diet and maintain. So mm-hmm. I know people are going to drink during the holidays. What you want to do is omit the sugars. Don't add the eggnog. Don't do anything else. Just take, maybe opt for a light beer. It might sound mm-hmm. corny, but it's saving you and, you know, sparing you some, some later-on damage. Or just drink water if you can really do that. Um, mm-hmm. Next, when you get to that table with those candied yams smothered in marshmallows just melted all over them, go to the bottom of it. Skip the marshmallows. Try and just take a portion, <laughs> a spoonful, and, and put that mm-hmm. on, the, on the plate. You know what I mean? Select better yeah. cuts of meat. One slice. Remember, you don't want to be overeating. That's the main thing. So definitely the portion. There's no need for you to slap four pieces of turkey on your plate when a serving is actually one piece, which is four ounces. And then you're going to take in a piece of ham. So you might have to cut that piece of turkey in half and then cut the ham in half and make yourself a little sample plate of little pieces. So you could try everything, but just Mm -hmm. really small pieces. And, and take your time to enjoy and taste the food because if you really take your time and eat, you'll be full quicker than you realize and you won't go back to the table for second serving. Right, right. Okay, we are going to bring on a caller who has a question. 
Okay. Hello. Um, is I'm on the air? Okay. I do have a question. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. This this is very this is this is very good. I, I I like what you're saying and how you're doing this. It's just that when you have uh oh customers or can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. A lot of customers that are very much overweight. And you're telling them to have maybe cutting their intake down to a, a slice or two. Is there another way that they can dwindle down and not drastically go from one to the other when they're accustomed to eating, you know, several pieces of chicken or whatever? Am I making sense? Because it's, this seems to be kind of difficult if you're very overweight to have to go down and uh, now cut your slices into one slice of ham or something like that. I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, I've worked with a lot of overweight people, and what I've seen is that they binge eat. So the day goes on and they skip meals, and they don't eat breakfast maybe, they have lunch at 2 p.m. or 1, and then at night they sit down to a plate, a large dinner with these extra slices of meat, this loaded carbohydrates, with lots of potatoes on the side, and a big meal, and they eat it, and then we do nothing. We have no activity, have no way to burn those calories, and then we go to bed, and we play with our insulin levels, our blood sugar, and this is a problem. So, yes, you definitely have to wean yourself and change your lifestyle habit. I understand what you're saying because you're used to eating maybe a large portion. Am I correct? Or Yes, yes. Yes, okay. you're correct. So, exactly. So what you would want to do yeah. is start by eating smaller meals throughout the entire day. Don't just sit down and eat that large meal. That's why Thanksgiving is such a great, oh, everybody starves themselves throughout the day, which we are a lot of the times accustomed to, and then you look forward to this big heavenly buffet of all the food you like, and you go to eat, and you go to town, and it feels absolutely normal because you are used to eating a larger portion and not eating throughout the day. So what I would say to you is, Start by trying little breakfasts first. And then three hours later, have a snack. Eat like a fruit. Have an apple. And then three hours after that, eat your lunch. And then three hours after that, eat another snack. Have maybe like a small granola bar, something that's 90 calories or less or 100 calorie snack, something like that. But try and eat your fruit earlier in the day so you're not keeping in all that fructose sugar. And then towards the nighttime, you'll start to realize you're not that hungry. So your dinner is going to be smaller. Some nights you might not even feel like eating dinner, but still try and eat just a little bit. So if you start like that, like now, if you start doing that now gradually, when you get to Thanksgiving dinner, people are going to be like, what did you do? You're going to lose weight, and you're also not going to be doing that binge eating like everyone else at Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, thank you. Appreciate so that. that. Great idea. Yes, yes, does it does. A, a great deal. 
So that's very important. If you, and I know it's hard when we have work and children and things to try and feed yourself, but if you're making your kids um, lunch, make yourself lunch too. If you're making them dinner, make yourself dinner too. If you're making them breakfast, make it too. And if you're not making anybody else any food, you need to make it for yourself. Either get up a little an hour earlier and prepare something for breakfast and take something, pack your bag, your purse, or whatever with two snacks. And then have your lunch. Okay. And make it small. And you'll be you'll you'll see how much that goes in such a long way. You'll start losing weight immediately. Because the key to losing weight is not getting out there and huffing and puffing and working out so hard and uh uh to get the weight off. It's actually your your food, the way you eat. And having that on the okay. control will get you the most weight off. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. You no more home awesome. cakes. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. So I like that because one of the things that um, when you when you talk about this is that at the end of the day, you're not as hungry because I think one of the biggest difficulties, especially when you're when you're overweight, is that you when you you suddenly go onto a diet. You're hungry all the time, and then that makes you want to quit because you're like, I don't want to be this hungry all the time. So your idea of yeah, eating throughout the day can help with that. Yes, and it also makes you hangry. It makes you angry yes. and hungry, and you don't want yes. to be. <laughs> yes. You don't want to be exactly at people because you didn't have an extra piece of meat on your plate. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, <laughs> it just takes weaning yourself down off of some portion sizes and putting your meals out throughout the day, just sparingly eating. Remember to feed yourself because you also need to feed your brain. You need nutrients. You need to give your body its calories because even if you're resting all day and sleeping in bed, your body still needs to burn calories because it needs your heart to function, your liver, your organs, everything to work. So it needs that energy. So you have to eat. You have to eat and you need to make sure that you're eating every two to three hours. Small meals, and by the time you get to dinner, you're really not that hungry. There's some nights I come home, and I'm like, oh, I'm not hungry. I'll drink a glass of water and maybe try and get half a sandwich down because I'm really not that hungry. And I've lost all the baby weight, minus three pounds left to go. So, I mean, it works. It's simple. It works. It just takes some time and some discipline. But you get into the routine after doing it for maybe a week or two weeks it becomes second nature. Yeah, absolutely. And we have a email coming in from Capri. Hey, Capri, thank you for tuning <laughs> in. And she says, I have to say that I appreciate Cheryl's knowledge of health and fitness. It helped me with my weight loss and keeps me conscious of my diet and fitness goals. I admit I have slipped a little bit due to uh, foot surgery, but I'm doing my best to get on track. Thank you, Cheryl. <laughs> Thank you you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, she's awesome. She is awesome. Yeah, she is. And black holding. Get your get your shirt. (laughs) Definitely. Sorry, I had to do that little plug. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) So you so now wonderful. Oh yeah, oh yeah, awesome. And so you offer like we were talking before. We're talking about meal preps. And so I think that's um, one of the biggest biggest things that we can do for ourselves is, is prepping those meals because a lot of times it's, 
I don't have time. I'm too busy. By the time of the day, I am not going to get in there and cook anything. I'm tired. And so meal prepping is really important, especially when you're very busy or you just don't feel like dealing with it throughout the day. Yes. Um, it It's a way of also showing yourself that you love yourself. You're willing to feed yourself something healthy that you have overseen. Because when you're ordering out food, you're not overseeing it. People could drop stuff on the floor, put it back on their plate. They don't care about how much fat or salt you're eating. They don't care if you're a diabetic. They don't care if you have high blood pressure. They're just going to make the food taste good so you can buy it, take it out the door, and that's it. It's not really a concern for your health. Now, when you're preparing your own meals, you care about yourself. And that's how I look at it. You're going to weigh it out. You're going to measure it because you care about how your body is going to work. You're going to care that, yes, um, you don't want to go to the doctor 20 years from now and hear, you know, I'm sorry, you have, you know, you're, you're, I don't know, you have diabetes and we have to amputate a leg because you mm-hmm. didn't take care of yourself and love yourself to try and prevent it. You know, just try and prevent it just by meal prepping for yourself. And, that way, you become accustomed to knowing what foods are good for you, how they make you feel. Like I know broccoli right now does not agree with me. <laughs> I usually think it does, but you get to learn and you find alternatives and you find new foods that you like, and you get to try all kinds of recipes and you learn. And from learning, from t- loving yourself, you can teach other people to do that, your immediate family, your kids, your friends. You can teach them how to cook for themselves and love themselves and take care of yourself because we eat every day. We eat at social social gatherings. Food is an emotional thing, so why not prepare it yourself and take care and love and feed yourself that? So that's why meal prepping is important. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I know the probably people listening may be thinking, you know, my family, they all eat really unhealthy and I have, you know, I have to have in the house. How am I going to do this? So I'm glad you said what you said, because if you you care about yourself and teaching others how to treat you. Yeah, I know my dad had a difficult time the year that I switched out the um, mashed potatoes that I always make with loaded butter and all that stuff. He got upset because he found out after he ate the whole dish that it was cauliflower. He had no idea ate it. And then got upset when he found out it was cauliflower. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it's like, oh well, you ate it, and it, you, you feel good, and you're not sleeping now, so it worked out. So now he doesn't have a problem with eating cauliflower mash. Right. You know, he'll always ask, "What is it?" But he'll, right. he'll still eat it. And that's so a good. That's doing a good thing. Um, that's yeah, that's a good thing you brought up too. As far as because the skillful the skillful um, cook or chef can make almost anything taste pretty darn good. I, I know that from from my own mom. You know, sometimes you she'll cook a really healthy dish and you won't you won't even know that it's, it was that healthy because it was so good. Yeah, it swapped exactly, and you learn. Yeah, I wasn't always great at cooking. You know, I learned, I learned from watching my grandmother, my mother, you learn, and they didn't cook the healthiest, it was delicious, but, you know, um, 
traditional Caribbean type food and stuff is sometimes grease laden. I mean, this is days someone they used to bake pies with Crisco. So mm-hmm. um, you learn, you learn from different people, and you share that love of food with people, and you can turn it into something your own. Like I swap out sometimes spaghetti for um, zucchini, and they have machines now that they sell everywhere. I bought one at Ross, and you just put the zucchini in, and you twirl it out, and it comes out like spaghetti, and you saute it with a little bit of garlic and a little bit of olive oil and put some regular old spaghetti sauce, and everybody eats it up, and it's no different, but it's a lot healthier. So and that's great. There's definitely that's great for the Mhm. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was just saying that's that's great for the holidays. You know, you can you can do yeah. all kinds of different different things during the holidays and swapping out and and making things and they still taste they still taste very well. Yeah, you can. I make um, a sweet potato mash. Put a little bit of brown sugar. I don't put the marshmallows on top, and I um, put some almonds to coat the top. And it comes out pretty nice. And um, I've made um, stuffing with, like I said, the wheat bread, um, add more vegetables to the stuffing. So I actually, instead of stuffing my turkey, I stuff it with all the vegetables that I want to use for my gravy and for my stuffing. So I'll put peppers and onions and my sage and my thyme and um, just every vegetable I can pack in there. And then when the, the turkey actually comes out juicy because all that water from the vegetables cooks through the turkey, and then you just use that instead of packing your turkey with more. I see people put sausage in it, so that's adding more fat, more grease, more, you know, artery-blocking stuff. Instead, just add vegetables and take that out. The vegetables will be cooked. I chop it up, make some gravy with it, I use it for the stuffing and the um, the brown the the brown bread and that's my stuffing and it's a lot healthier than getting something that's full of sodium and you know comes off of the shelf. So those are things that you can do. Absolutely. Now let's talk about exercise because especially if you're on the road and you're traveling and you may not be able to have a lot of, you don't have a lot of time or you're in different locations. How can you get that exercise in? Oh, wow. Exercise can be done anywhere. You can do exercise right now, talking to me, you know, as we're on the radio. If they're sitting in a chair, you can stand up, sit back down, stand up, sit back down, do that 20 times. You just did 20 squats without pressure on your knees or anything. You can sit in the chair and just do arm circles, lift your arms over your head. After you do that 20 to 50 times, you'll feel it. That's a good way to start. You can get down on the floor, do some push-ups, some jumping back, jacks. You can always do calisthenics, which is all body exercises that require no equipment. And even if you want to challenge yourself, you can pack a resistance band. And that goes in your bag quite easily. Just roll it up, throw it in there, and you've got weight. And resistance bands come in all kinds of weights, from five pounds all the way up to 50 to 100. So you can really, there's no excuse. You can work out with anything, a chair, a sidewalk, in in a four-feet space. You can work out in a two-foot space or right here sitting at a desk. So there really is no no limit to what you can do when it comes to exercising. You can get those And there's so much technology out there. I get a Walmart or whatever. Yeah. 
there's also so much technology out there that you can pretty much watch anything on your phone or a YouTube video and do a workout. Right. So. Right, right. And going back to those resistance bands, you can get them at Target, Walmart, or anywhere, right? Anywhere, yeah. I've even seen them at the dollar store. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. All right. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's in everybody's <laughs> price range. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have no excuse. You have seen it, you know, at the dollar store. So you can you can work out anywhere. And even if you don't have a bunch of money, I've worked out with milk jugs. Just, you know, filled it up with some dirt or sand or whatever I had or water and used them as dumbbells. Okay. So... Now, I want, to, I want to make sure, because we only have 15 minutes left in the show, and I want to make sure that we cover some more things about, um, about you and your, and your business. And um, one of the things that you, um, and, oh, if you're just tuning in, it's www.toneyouup.com. And one of the things that you offer is a free boot camp with the registration of two friends. So tell us about that special offer. Yes. So I find that people normally work out better when they're with their friends or a family member or somebody that's going to say, hey, let's go to boot camp tonight. You know, somebody that's going to hold you accountable um, and help you keep on that track of exercise and, you know, just living a healthier lifestyle. It's better when you do it with someone else. It's hard to do it alone. So it's a lot better if you have someone else join in, even if it's your spouse, get them to come on board with you and exercise, um, your child, whoever it is. Just grab someone, bring one along, you know, reach one. That's what you can do. So that's what I'm trying to encourage um, throughout my boot camps. You know, register two of your friends, and your boot camp is free. So it helps the business, and it helps them to also lose weight and stay accountable and have partnership and camaraderie and all that together. Now, if anybody is wondering if this boot camp is any good, I just have to let you know that it is ranked the best. You are ranked best in home personal training and best boot camp fitness company in Miami and Homestead. Just want to let everybody wow. know that. <laughs> We've been and that has to be a well, great we've theory. been around for a very long time, and um, yes, we basically more fa- focus now on personal training um, over the boot camps. The boot camps have become, what can I say, overrun by other boot camps. When we were doing it, it was very, um, it wasn't something that everyone was doing at the time. Now everyone's doing it, and it's. Also, they have, we have CrossFit going on and everything. So I like to focus on the individual more now because that's something that boot camp doesn't do. You have one trainer to maybe 20 people, and you don't really get to spend as much time as with each person individually to find out their goals. So it's kind of like a, you know, your math, this is, this is it. I'm not really focusing on your passion to to, to put on weight or muscle. It's just we're going to cover everything. It's weight loss. It's, it's everything all at once, and that's what it is. And you have to keep up with the rest of the group or try and go at your own pace. It's not really for the individual. It's just for you to get out there, get started, and 
start moving, basically. But it is very high impact. So you have mm-hmm. to have some kind of, you know, exercise experience more than you can't mm-hmm. say I'm coming to boot camp and you've been out of it for four years. Right. That's right. not a good start so for you. Right. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because so many people said, you got to get out there and get the boot camp. And you're thinking, well, I've been sitting on the couch for the last three years. <laughs> yeah. So it can be so intimidating. It's like throwing, yeah, it can be like throwing someone into the gym atmosphere. Throw you in there. These people have been working out forever. And everybody knows what they're doing on the machine. And here you are. It's like, oh, my goodness, what do I do? What does the gym do? The gym's going to give you a personal trainer. Because they need to get you in that space where you're comfortable with doing the exercises on your own. So for me, boot camps are a second phase. They're for people that I've already Mm -hmm. trained personally that know how to exercise, that know how to do a proper lunge, things like that. Now, general people that are coming in and have never been trained to me, of course, trained by me, of course they can still join the boot camp. But they do have to sign a waiver and understand, you know, this is a high-impact class. You know, you're exercising at your own risk, all that stuff, which is done with personal training anyway. But they're going to be in a much faster-paced environment. And mm-hmm. also, they're, if they're new to all of that, it, they might not stick with it. And that's what we've found with boot camps. They may start coming out the first mm-hmm. week, second week, and then they disappear the third and fourth week is because maybe it was too hard for them. Right. And we right. don't want that. We don't want people to be discouraged. So boot camp should be a place where you graduate from after personal training. Yeah. Yeah. So for somebody who's just starting out, you really just want to kind of get that personal one-on-one help and to get you to a certain yeah. level and then, and then go up to the next level. Yeah, because they need to understand what's going on. A lot of people haven't even weighed themselves or don't know how tall they are, or don't know their BMI or their BMR or any of those things, and you need to sit down and have a consultation and a real talk, and then I can see, okay, well, now I'm dealing with the person that has these issues. I'm not going to touch you yet. I really need you to talk to your physician, or I need you to see this person, and then let's get their approval and then start an exercise program. Because you could be somebody Mm -hmm. that's talking to me, and your blood pressure when I take it, is 178 over 102. I should be calling the mm. paramedic. There's no way I'm going to train right. right. You know, so right. that sort of stuff, I can't do that in a boot camp. I, they just come in and they fill out the form. If you have conditions, yeah, I'll tell you, no, you have to get this person, but I can't really stop them from exercising. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, so, and um, no, go ahead, go ahead. I said, and you really don't know who's going to be telling you the truth because they just want to get into a boot camp class. When you're in a personal training session, a consultation, it's a one-on-one, so they're really going to tell you, you know, what's going on. Um, right. This is what my doctor said. This is what I can do. These are my limitations. And then it's really tailored to that person. Right, right. Like you said, the, the goal is to do this long-term, meaning the rest of your life, as opposed to just a little while and then stopping and then having to start all over again in the future and just going up and exactly. up, up and down, up and down, and that yo-yo thing can be, you know, very difficult on the body. So, Yes, 
Definitely. Now, future clients of yours, um, um, if they, they go to TonyUp.com, they'll see various packages under the personal personal training um, tab, and um, they now un, under these different um, packages, do you have payment plans or do they just pay out front or how does that work? No. So what happens is if they're going to commit to a personal training session, they get their consultation free. Um, once they do sign up for a package, it is collected up front because okay. that is going to hold them accountable and bound to doing the exercise. I find when people gotcha. pay as they go, they come as they go. Gotcha. They come as they please. They're like, oh, yeah, they don't keep their schedules. They don't take it as seriously. But when they make that commitment, they sign that they're going to do personal training and they pay, they're really ready because it takes a lot for you to, you know, pay for a program and commit to it and then say, okay, I'm going to do this. Yes, you're going to do it. More than likely, you're going to go ahead and fulfill your personal training package and you're going to learn something from it. Now, the boot camp, of course, is a lot cheaper when they go ahead and pay for that, it's, uh, I can show up, I can't. It's not a big loss to me. So, mm-hmm. yes, we mm-hmm. do collect up front. That way they're committed to the program. We have a start date. We write out the schedule. They know what times their trainings are. We begin the training session, and that's how it works. Okay. okay. Now, one of the things, just going back a little bit earlier in our conversation, that I really like because some people – when they, they see a fitness trainer and they, you know, they see it's toned and everything, and, and they're like, okay, well, this person's been working out for the rest of their life. They may not understand you know, I, what I'm going through, and I, know, I don't know if they can relate to me. But I like the fact that you, did, you said you had a, a, a few moments in your, in your life where you actually did gain weight, and you do actually understand. And so I, I, I think that that's important because um, some people – they want, to, they want to work with somebody that understands where they're coming from. They don't want somebody, I've never had to do anything in, in my life at all, and, I've, you know, <laughs> this, is, this has been my life. And I just so I like, like that you have yeah. that. Right, and you just, you know, this is it. And so I think that's really important. <laughs> and so w- when, you, when you're dealing with your clients, do you, you know, do you kind of let them know, you know, listen, I, I understand where you're coming from? Oh, yes, Definitely. People want to relate to people like themselves. So I definitely know and understand their struggle. And I I tell them about the different struggles I had because my first struggle is I was very, very skinny when I was little. And I would get teased even throughout, like, high school, like, oh, you look like a well-dressed number two pencil. Oh, you're so skinny. And that bothered me. It it would, like, it bothers somebody that's overweight being called, oh, you're so fat. It, It gets to you emotionally. So... When I was 16, that summer I decided I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to work out, and I'll show them when I come back. And I did, and I worked out, and I got a six-pack. I worked out every single day. I would get out of bed. I'd do my sit-ups. I'd work out. And then there were times in my life where, yes, after I had children, you know, you gain weight, you get older. The weight becomes harder to get off. It sticks around in those places where you used to have a (laughs) six-pack. You know, and things, things like that start to happen, and I start to feel the frustration, and your pants don't fit, and you're, you're trying to tie buttons together with, um, 
rubber bands. And I've been there. It, people might be like, no, you haven't. You haven't been 200 pounds. No, maybe not 200 pounds. But for me, being 170 is uncomfortable when I'm mm-hmm. normally a person that weighs 135, 130. So that mm-hmm. is uncomfortable for me. That is being overweight. That is overweight for my, my height. So I can relate, mm-hmm. and I did understand the struggle of trying to come back down off that weight, staying away from the vending machine, getting off of drinking Coca-Cola, you know, just like every regular person, I am still a regular person. People think that I wear some super cake, that I can resist sugar <laughs> more than they can when I can't. But, I, you know, there's some kind of discipline that has to come into it after the years of, you know, struggling with just trying to maintain the same weight. Just even trying to yeah. maintain the same weight can be a struggle. So yeah, I do understand. Well, we are down to the last three minutes and eight seconds of the show, if you can <laughs> believe it. And so I would like to ask you if you have any final thoughts. Um, just a final thought for me would be to let anybody out there know I'm available. I'm here. I love to talk to people, um, share my knowledge on health and fitness. And my final thoughts is just to let everyone know, just love yourself, just care for yourself. Just look over yourself. Look in the mirror. Just smile at yourself. Love yourself. If there's something that's not right, if you see that there's something on your skin that wasn't there before, check it out. If you know you're not eating right and that little voice in the back of your head is telling you to change, listen to it. If you know you should be doing some form of exercise and for some reason you just can't get the motivation on, there has to be, there has to come a point for you to say, I'm important to stop making this excuse. I'm important to stop making excuses about exercise. I'm important enough to stop making excuses about eating right. I'm important enough to stop making excuses that I don't have enough time for myself. So that's my final thought, and that's pretty much, I think that alone would kind of help people just get out of the mental rut that they're in about um, health and fitness or losing weight. Absolutely. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. I don't want to because I'm really enjoying this conversation. But here we are at 90 (laughs) seconds left, and thank you so much for being on. You have been listening to Journey into Passion with Anika S. on Everyday Folks Radio and the amazing and inspiring certified fitness specialist Cheryl Mullen. Make sure you check her out, www.toneyouup.com. Get that free boot camp with two friends. Make sure you check her out. Check out her products. Check out her blogs. She has great blogs. It's really, really it's a great site, great information from a great lady. And I will be back on November 11th, not next week, but November 11th with a brand-new show. I'll be talking with Sky High artist, Travis Strawbridge. We're going to be entering the artist's world and, and the long hustle. Travis got a good story about the long hustle and hanging in there and going after your dream no matter what. So if you're in a long hustle, come back on November 11th. we got something to talk about. And don't forget, www.facebook.com slash Journey into Passion with Anika S. Check out everything that's going on with this show and upcoming shows. Cheryl, we'll be back because we have more to talk about. 
And I just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Remember, holidays are coming up. We're going to stay. We're going to keep and stay healthy. I wish you great success in your journey into your passion. Take care. <laughs>